11 in the NFL, six teams on bye, plus there are many injuries this week for fantasy football owners to navigate. Out to the KDUS hotline, time for our weekly fantasy football update. We're now joined the sports by John McKechnie of uh, rotowire.com. And, John, before we get to the Week 17 dynamics here, let's go back to last night. Cowboys win the game against the Chargers. I think both of these offenses, at least to me, have been disappointing. Oh, boy. Okay, we'll try to hook up with re-hook up with John again and uh, see if uh, we can uh, do that. But uh, to me, uh, just getting back into this a little bit, the Cowboys, the 20-17 to victory last night. They rally in the fourth quarter, made some big plays. Uh, on both sides of the ball, overcame the special teams gaffe and were able to win that game against the Chargers. And for me, I'm a little, a little disappointed as far as these offenses go from what I thought might be the case at the start of the season, or maybe even after the season started the first couple of weeks. So uh, when we hook up with John again, hopefully we can get into that a little bit with uh, Mr. McKechnie. Uh, also, we have lots of injuries this week, uh, starting with quarterbacks. Of course, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Ryan Tannehill all went down with injuries. John, we got you hooked up again. I was bad, our bad for whatever reason. We've had a phone call issue in the, this particular segment for a couple of weeks running now, so sorry about that. I think actually we had to reconnect with you last week. So hang in there with us. I appreciate it as always. But let's go back to last night. Uh, to me, you know, the Chargers and the Cowboys, their offenses have been a little disappointing, at least as far as my expectations for the start of the season. Is that the same for you? Absolutely. Um, it feels like both teams are, are a little bit stuck in the mud offensively. I mean, we, we had a really high posted total in this game that went way under that. I mean, just 37 combined points between the two of them. Uh, you know, you got the offensive fireworks early with the 7-7 coming out of the first quarter and then, you know, just kind of dribble for, for the next uh, basically two quarters. And then things picked up obviously a little bit there in the fourth quarter, but uh, all, all in all, uh, not, not the most impressive display that, that we've seen on Monday night football this year. Uh, Tony Pollard got bottled up. So uh, that's 15 carries for 30 yards for him. Uh, obviously did, did some nice work in the passing game to, to kind of offset that for, for his fantasy managers. But they need to find a way to, to get um, that, that run-blocking scheme a little bit more updated uh, to give him a little bit more room to operate. It was good to see CeeDee Lamb kind of get himself on track uh, for, for his own part going over 100 yards, but um, still the touchdowns aren't really there for him too much. Those who have Brandon Cook uh, got the touchdown, but but still not an overwhelmingly uh, awe-inspiring performance from him. And then, you know, on the, on the uh, Charger side, Austin Eckler gets back, doesn't have really any room to run average – fewer than two yards per carry. Uh, helped out a little bit in the passing game, but but still not, not the best uh, return from Eckler after that long layoff. And then Keenan Allen did did well for his own part. But, you know, any of the, the hope in those uh, free agent bids on, on uh, either Joshua Palmer or, of course, Quentin Johnston, not looking great so far in the, in the wake of the Mike Williams injury. Okay, as far as position-wise, I usually start with running backs. So I'm going to start today with quarterbacks. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, all injured last week. Now, some of those guys don't factor into QB1s, but they may be in two quarterback leagues. Also, Anthony Richardson uh, might be headed for season-ending surgery on his shoulder. 
Uh, so I'm asking now, like I said, usually I, this is kind of down on the totem pole, but are there waiver wire quarterbacks that people can add this week if they need them? Well, but we are going to need them um, because, you know, it's not just the, the uh, top of the line guys like, like Justin Fields uh, getting injured, but, you know, even kind of the, the fringier guys like Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee, of course, on, on a bye this week, which complicates uh, things further potentially for, for those uh, who have him rostered in two quarterback formats. But um, I think the big takeaway right now is that Gardner Minshew, if he was scooped up in, in two quarterback or super flex leagues last week, it, it appears that he'll be someone to at least hang on to and keep rostered through the rest of the season if those reports on Anthony Richardson are accurate and that he is un- going to undergo something that will keep him out uh, for the rest of the season. You figure that that's going to be Minshew's job the rest of the way. That's super valuable when you're talking about uh, those type of formats. Um, as far as the potential backups, you know, you you look at uh, Vegas and Chicago, they'll, they'll be playing each other. Uh, Tyson Bajan, uh coming out of Shepherd University, I, I believe. Um, yeah. Father is, is uh, the world or former uh, world arm wrestling champ, and yet Tyson Bajan, uh couldn't hang on to the ball uh, worth much on Sunday, so I thought that was interesting. I don't really have a lot of interest in him. you got to be really, really desperate to, to have this scoop and start him in any league, two quarterback leagues in, included. Um, and I don't think that there's going to be much to see there if Trevor Lawrence is ultimately sidelined with, with C.J. Beathard at quarterback for, for the Jaguars. So a lot of tough injuries this week on the quarterback front. And then as you let off with six teams on a bye, really uh, creates a, a pretty significant crunch at quarterbacks, especially in, in two quarterback formats. John McKechnie, rotowire.com, currently in the sports zone. Uh, on to some healthy quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud, uh, has he established himself now as a number one fantasy quarterback and has maybe selling high with Stroud? Is that now out of the question because he's been this good? I wouldn't want to let go of Stroud at this point. I think that he's he's definitely a top ten quarterback for fantasy. Um, going forward, they'll, they'll be on a bye uh, th- this week as well. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I do feel like, like Stroud is performing uh, better than even his, his biggest optimist coming into the season uh, really could have. Um, you know, through the first interception that this past weekend, but still got the win for the Texans, had a decent day for fantasy purposes. So, um, you know, at, at this stage, uh, the only way that I'm trading Stroud is if I'm really loaded at, at quarterback and there's someone who's really quarterback needy. Um, that that's when I would make that that consideration. You know, uh, another manager in the league having one of Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, something like that, that that's going to require a multi-week absence. Um, then I, I would consider uh, moving Stroud, but but then and only then. Sam Howell is, is he approaching number one quarterback status in fantasy? Um, he's someone that you need to play the matchups uh, with, with a little bit, but this week going up against the Giants. That definitely qualifies. So I think that he kind of floats around as like the QB 14 uh, to 17 on, on any given week. So, but you can you can see the upside potential for, for him being like a, a, a fantasy quarterback one. Uh, didn't, you know, the, it was an odd stat line from him that this past weekend, you know, barely completing 60% of his passes for 151 yards. And yet three of those end up going for touchdowns. So Washington had a much different game plan than it did against Chicago when, you know, I, I think the circumstances dictated that, that the Washington needed to get away from the run in that Chicago game with, with them going down by so much early on that that opened things up for, for Howell to, to throw it. 
over 50 times. But I think generally they want to keep him in that 25 to 30 attempt range. But you have guys like Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, I think has really uh, shown out and, and exceeded my expectations for him uh, this season. So Howell, I think it is fringe worthy of a, of a start this week, depending on your quarterback situation against the Giants and definitely on my radar for DFS. Okay, on to running backs, Christian McCaffrey, David Montgomery, Kyron Williams. Williams was injured, and I think it was his last carry in that game against the Cardinals. Uh, so any running backs on this week's waiver wire catch your attention? So the, the two in San Francisco are going to be interesting because uh, the, there's kind of a game theory uh, going on with, with the bidding uh, as it pertains to either Mason or or Elijah Mitchell, because we don't really expect Christian McCaffrey to, to miss that much time. Uh, so really you're, you're spending your free agent budget on what could ultimately be uh, just a one-week uh, rental. But breaking down the, the two of them, I know that Jordan Mason had the touchdown that this past weekend and Mitchell didn't get too much in the way of opportunities, but I do think that Mitchell is the more talented player between the two of them, even if it didn't. Uh, show in the box score this past weekend. So if I'm if I'm setting up my waiver priority, I am putting claims on both Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell. But Mitchell would be my higher uh, priority waiver claim. And then moving down uh, the coast to to the Rams in their backfield, um, you know, not just is Kyron Williams going to be sidelined for for probably at least this week, but Ronnie Rivers is expected to miss additional time. So that that really does elevate the potential of some of these. Uh, more depth, you know, kind of off our radar for the most part, uh, running backs there for the Rams. But I think Zach Evans definitely catches my attention. I didn't think that he should have fallen all the way to the sixth round uh, mm -hmm. in the draft this past year. Talented guy, five-star running back coming out of, of high school, uh, played well at TCU and Ole Miss both, just kind of didn't have or didn't put his best foot forward his last season in college. But I do think that he does have that requisite talent to where if the Rams are forced to give him a role this week, I think that he is going to have some success with it. So Evans, I believe, is the running back that I'm targeting the most on waivers this week, even more so than the San Francisco guys. But then moving down the list a little bit, Latavius Murray, in light of the Damian Harris injury on Sunday night, that was pretty scary. I feel like Latavius has run well for the bulk of this season, and now it feels like there's no one really competing with him for carries too much as that secondary back behind James Cook in Buffalo, which is valuable because Cook is not a goal line back. Latavius Murray certainly fits that bill. Um, so de definitely keep an eye on Latavius Murray if, he, if you are running back needy as well. And then with the injury situation in Detroit, um, with David Montgomery likely to miss some time, we, I think we have a pretty good idea of what, uh, what the Lions are, are going to want to do. And it never is uh, what fantasy managers out there want. They, they want Jameer Gibbs to be unleashed, and it never really seems to happen. I, I know we're only a handful of weeks, a month and a half, into Gibbs' NFL career, but at this stage, it does feel like they like to have more of a, a hammer-type running back in there on most plays, and that's why Craig Reynolds is also um, valuable on waiver wires this week. And then uh, a little bit further down, Damian Pierce continues to disappoint as, a, as like yeah. a seventh-round pick in fantasy, Devin Singletary. Um, I think that he's not spectacular by any means, and of course he's on a bye this week, but um, it, it does feel like Pierce is losing his grip a little bit with the continued ineffectiveness while Singletary has done reasonably well with his opportunities, so I think he's someone to, to stash as well if you have a spot. 
One more running back question. Uh, it was a standalone game. A lot of people, especially in the Eastern time zone, watch this game in the morning. Derrick Henry had some big plays uh, in that game against Baltimore. Should fantasy owners be looking to sell Derrick Henry now? Probably. Um, I think that this Tannehill injury is, is really a big problem. Um, and that, that's crazy to say because I already felt like Tannehill was kind of a limiting factor on, on Henry's overall effectiveness because teams are able to, to kind of crash down a little bit more uh, given Tannehill's uh, level of play of late. And that, then you have the drop-off potentially to Malik Willis. We, we got about a quarter's worth of, of play out of him this past weekend. He looked pretty lost out there, in my opinion. Did not look uh, like he was capable of, of running this offense at a particularly high level. Therefore, you just worry about Derrick Henry just facing like the the most loaded of loaded boxes every single week while while, uh, Tannehill is sidelined. So um, if there is anyone that that is still holding on to some optimism for uh, Derrick Henry, um, I I would be happy to ship him away to them. Talking with John McKechnie of rotowire.com, our weekly fantasy football update. Okay, on to wide receivers. Anybody stands out this week to you in the waiver wire? Um. The aforementioned Curtis Samuel, um, it, for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like uh, Jahan Dotson and, and Sam Howell have a particularly uh, strong rapport, but Curtis Samuel um, has that nice kind of intermediate role. He still has that requisite athleticism to, to make some plays after the catch. So, you know, we're, we're at two weeks in a row now with, with a touchdown for him. Uh, he, he's corralled, what, 10 of his 11 targets over the last two weeks in that span for over 100 yards. So, Curtis Samuel is, is actually getting pretty interesting to me, especially with, with uh, Washington not having a great ground game, likely to be trailing a bunch over these next few weeks. So I feel like there, there should be targets aplenty um, for Curtis Samuel. Uh, Rasheed Rice out there in Kansas City is someone who, um, you know, he's a rookie out of SMU. And with the, the sort of issues that, that the uh, Chiefs seem to be having with, with uh, their receivers not named Travis Kelsey, um, it feels like Rice is, is a worthwhile pickup if he is still available on your waiver wires. And a little bit of a deeper one, lower uh, in terms of the ceiling, but Nelson Aguilar does have a role in this Baltimore offense. It, it should be a pretty uh, back-and-forth game between uh, the Ravens and the Lions this coming weekend. He is running ahead of Rashad Bateman, playing a little bit more even than Odell Beckham. So, Obviously, Zay Flowers and Mark Andrews take up a lot of oxygen in, in that target distribution, but at the same time, Aguilar has sneakily done pretty well with the targets he's gotten over the last few weeks as well. Adam Thielen, uh, kind of you know, resurfacing here. Is that just because he's the only decent receiver on the Carolina offense? I mean, that might be, but the 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 stats are still the stats. Like, if you drafted – Adam Thielen, you are over the moon with, with what he's given you as like a 12th or 13th uh, round, round option. He's been, you know, nothing short of, of you know, excellent to, to, to have uh, through, through this stage of the season. I mean, we're talking about a guy that, that's fringe top 10 in wide receiver production and fantasy points uh, through the first six weeks of the season. Um, barring any, any trade for, uh, for the Panthers, uh, I know that was kind of getting milled around the the other week, the idea of them uh, being in the market for a true uh, wide receiver one to pair up with, with Bryce Young. Barring that actually happening, which I am skeptical that it actually will, there there just always seems to be drummed up drama for, for the NFL trade line that ultimately is never really all that exciting. 
So I think Thielen, as long as he stays healthy, that role is about as secure as it gets. And, he's, you know, he's caught 50 out of his 60 targets, just about four touchdowns wow. already, keeps clicking. Uh, so, yeah, I've, Thielen's value right now, even if he kind of comes back to earth the rest of the season, he's already done way more than, than I, I think his drafters would have expected. We spent a lot of time talking about Falcons players the last couple of years. Drake London uh, was good the other, on Sunday. He would have been even better if Desmond Ritter would have started not throwing the ball to the opposition a bunch of times in the in the second half of that game. What do we think of London at this point? So, uh, you know, it, it, it comes and goes with, with which version of Desmond Ritter we, we get on, on a given week because – uh, London has performed really well over these last couple of weeks, and one of those games was Ritter's uh, probably his best game as professional to, to this point against Houston, uh, certainly less so this past week against Washington, but still was good enough for him to uh, notch his first 100-yard game of the season. Going up against Tampa Bay and Tennessee these next two weeks, I think those are two gettable pass defenses. They're both on the road, though, and I know that Desmond Ritter does have some fairly extreme uh home road splits but but even still i think that london kind of slots in as a high-end wide receiver three um with potential to give you like mid-range wide receiver two production on a given week okay on the tight ends as usual i don't have an abundance of stuff here so anybody available that we should uh try to scoop up i was very impressed by michael mayer this past weekend I, i had him as the clear tight end one in this class over Dalton Kincaid and, and probably more important as the season has gone on over uh, Sam Laporte. I was very high on Michael Mayer and, and what he was able to do at Notre Dame. And I was frustrated with, with his role um, early on in the season. You know, they, they jettisoned Foster Moreau the, this off season. It's like, why isn't Mayer uh, getting more targets? And, you know, the, you have Devonte Adams and, and Jacoby Myers, of course, but there, there's still uh, plenty of room for a tight end to, to make something work in this offense and, and Mayer finally kind of delivered on that this past week, um, securing five of his six targets for 75 yards. I think more of the same is coming and you get matchups against Chicago, Detroit and the giants coming up over these next three weeks in a landscape where, where tight end production is finicky and it's hard to find on a consistent basis. I think Mayer definitely has the goods and, and certainly should be picked up um, in spots. Me personally, um, like uh, I was big on Chigo Conquo coming into the season. I think there's going to be a lot of leagues this week where I'm dropping him and picking up Michael Mayer. The week, week six buys we talked about, you got Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, Jets, Tennessee, you got some good, some bad there as far as the fantasy world goes between that and the injuries how do you try to negotiate and you know work around these buys, or how do you? What is there like a strategy you have for this? Um, I think you you need to be you need to keep your eye on the long term prize, uh, unless you're you're kind of at that that tough crossroads um, where you're like three and three and two and four, unsure if you, uh, what your playoff percent uh, or probability is looking like, but. Uh, don't be too crazy on the waiver wire this week as far as dropping guys who are, you know, kind of on your borderline or, or have been on your bench for a while. Um, don't drop them just because they have a buy. Make sure that you have a reason to drop them beyond them just not being available to you um, this week because it, obviously it, it is tough with, you know, if you have a Bengals-heavy roster, um, anything like that, you know, it's going to be tough to navigate this week. But just try to find those cheaper streamers. 
Um, you know, if you play in a league with, with the free agent budgets, um, maybe uh, askew from or go ahead and askew uh, from like the, the more high high ticketed uh, waiver wire targets that this week, like your Zach Evans or your Jordan Masons of the world and, and maybe go for those, those kind of secondary options down the line. Again, like your Latavius Murray's um, or your Nelson Aguilar's and, and just hope that you can get a, a one week of, of something solid and startable out of them, but, but uh, nothing too much beyond that. Latavius Murray, he never goes away. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Judd, let everybody know how to get a hold of your stuff and where they can listen to you other than this wonderful segment every week. Do love this segment, so of course, uh, be sure to listen to this one every Tuesday morning in the in the uh, Arizona region. But beyond that, um, you can catch me uh, over on the RotoWire uh, NFL Podcast uh, Network. I, I do the uh, fantasy football preview show with, with Mario Puig. That that's every Thursday. You can find that on our YouTube channel, RotoWire, um, over on YouTube. Uh, you can also find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. And I also do an NFL betting podcast with, with uh, Nick Whalen on Thursdays as well. Uh, so we, we live stream that on YouTube and our social channels too. So all of our video content and our podcast content is live streamed. And then of course, archived wherever you listen to podcasts or, or if you watch on YouTube. So check us out there. All right, John, great stuff. We appreciate it. Thanks much. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Uh, our pleasure. All right. Next segment will be phone call time, general discussion. If you want to get